Welcome to Films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies, where you watch a forgotten superhero movie and decide, does this belong in the Phantom Zone to be forgotten for forever, or out and about for everyone to rewatch and remember fondly? My name is Ronaldo, and I'm your host, and I'm joined by... Birdo. Birdo, what movie are we watching today? Super Mario Brothers, from 1993. Yeah, and uh, we've made some some generous rule amendments i guess right originally we only wanted to do superhero movies based on comics Mm -hmm. and now we're like eh, but what if we did superheroes that are also part of a media franchise which usually contains comics well yeah right right which to be fair mario does have comics well that's the thing it's uh we we included things like transformers uh masters of the universe and G.I. Joe. We probably, thinking back, should have done the old Dungeons & Dragons movie. Uh, are there comics? There's everything for Dungeons & Dragons. Really? There's comics. There's video games. There's uh, shows. Uh, <laughs> it's so much work. We'll consider it. Uh, <laughs> no, but Mario is a video game. Yes. And it was always a video game first, obviously. It wasn't mm-hmm. a comic book first. But around the time of Super Mario 3, and I want to get into it, Super Mario Bros. 3, it kind of became a media franchise. Uh, When they launched Super Mario Bros. 3, it was not just the video game. It was a soundtrack. It was a comic book. It was a there was a TV show, live action TV show. Yeah, that also was a cartoon at the same time. It was weird. I remember seeing that on TV when I was a kid, too. Like, oh, I rewatched that one. Yeah. No, I definitely watched that. Yeah. Let's get into it first. Uh, Guys. By the way, we are doing Super Mario Bros. Obviously, because there is a, another Super Mario Brothers the movie, or yes. no, the Super Mario Brothers the, movie. Yes, I, I finally learned that's the title. <laughs> uh, coming out in theaters later this week, so we're excited for that. We're not going to review that, but this is our little uh, yeah. in. We just tackled Shazam, the TV show, and reviewed the movie. And if you've noticed, we are doing bonus mini episodes on the Fast and the Furious. Series. Yeah, we need a. Get a little caught up on that. <laughs> I'll probably be after the trip, yeah. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do here is we're going to cover some background information, go through the plot, analyze it to the best of our ability before we do keep or cancel on Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, and then we'll decide if this movie belongs in the Phantom Zone. I don't know if anybody remembers this movie. <laughs> no, this is this one's... It's obscure. It's very obscure at this yeah. point, yeah. Background, Mario, does he need any kind of introduction? Do you guys know who Mario is? <laughs> who doesn't on this planet know who Mario is? Mario might be the biggest video game franchise of all time. And here's the thing. Not even close. Yeah. Like, if you were to ask anyone off the street, what's the biggest video game franchise of all time? They'll tell you Mario. If you ask what's second place, no one will fucking be able to tell you. Probably it. like Pokemon, but. But like, is it though? I don't know. Or is it Zelda? Or is, or is it, Grand is it Theft like Auto? Grand Theft Auto or Tetris <laughs> or fucking, I don't know. Actually, it could be Tetris. <laughs> is it Minecraft now? Like, it's amazing what kind of global impact this franchise has had. Yeah. On video games. Birdo, <laughs> please tell me about Mario's inception and his first appearance. All right. Well, um, his first appearance was in the video game Donkey Kong. He's the playable character, right? Yes, in that the... game. Donkey Kong's the villain. Yes. I've played Donkey Kong maybe once. Yeah, you play as Mario and Donkey Kong kidnapped I think her name is Pauline. And really? you, you gotta save her. Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh I guess Shigeru Miyamoto originally wanted Popeye to be the protagonist of that game. 
but they couldn't get the licensing for him, so he created the character of Mario. You know what's amazing about that is that they made a Popeye NES game. That's exactly like Donkey Kong. That's hilarious. I shit you not. You unlocked the memory just then because (laughs) we rented because when I was a kid, I loved Popeye like the cartoon. Right. Uh, And we would go rent the Popeye NES game and it plays just like Donkey Kong. Like you're going up like Like ladders ladders and and, and going over platforms. Although I think there's some punching element because you're Popeye. Oh, so the mechanics a little bit different, but it it looks a lot like Donkey Kong. I'm going to find it. Hmm. I'll link that below if I find it. But I can see the punching mechanic be like you grab a can of spinach instead of a hammer and then you punch stuff. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It, like when you uh when you get spinach like your muscles get really but big it's still and like you... a like a reskin basically. Kind of. Which yeah. is funny because they originally wanted it to be a Popeye right, game. Right. Right. Yeah. That's hilarious. I didn't know that. What I did know is that his outfit all of Mario's characteristics come from just the need to differentiate what he looks like in like 16 bit. <laughs> Yeah. And like the tiny amount of pixels, they're like, I guess he's wearing overalls because that'll differentiate his arms from his body. And if we add a mustache, then you can kind of see but that as a face. face. Yeah. Right? It's very practical. <laughs> yeah. And then this idea that he's a plumber and he's Italian because <laughs> of the mustache, like that all comes from that design. And I think at born the out time, of like he wasn't even named Mario yet. I think he was just called like Jumpman. Yeah. Yeah. Then Jumpman became Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., and Donkey Kong 3 all came out before Mario Brothers. Well, is Mario the protagonist in all those games, like the playable character? Uh, I'm not sure or about there other Donkey Kong characters. 3, but I think Donkey Kong Jr., you play as Donkey Kong Jr. Okay. I didn't play any of those nearly as much as the original Donkey Kong, though. So, But then, you know, we have the arcade game with the Mario Brothers, and there's a tennis game. It's just called Tennis, and Mario is in it. It wasn't Mario Tennis. This is before just Mario? Tennis bros what tennis yeah that was one year afterwards officially the first mario brothers game came out in 83 and donkey kong came out in 81 so mario was created in 81 but he wasn't known as mario yet oh god he's over 40 years old that's incredible okay yeah so super (laughs) mario bros in 1985 super mario bros 2 in 1988 fun fact about that game I'm sure you know. Yep. It's, it's not a Mario game. No, the the real uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 is almost exactly like the first Super Mario Brothers, but way harder. The one we got in America is just a reskinned game of Doki Doki Panic, I believe it was called. Yeah. 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 Damn, you remembered that? Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, they reskinned it. They just changed the sprites out mm-hmm. for Mario characters, and that's where we get a lot of these weird like Mario monsters and villains because they weren't they weren't created for Mario game so it was a completely different set yeah, of like characters Wart was not a yeah, like that uh, was I think that's where we get shy guys from and um also the radishes Birdie. oh birdo it's birdo mhm yeah you would know <laughs> <laughs> the real super mario 2 was released eventually wasn't it in america uh, i think it was they released called it something else? called like the lost levels or something gotcha yeah uh, Super Mario 3 is 1988, and that's the one that's was big, right? That had this comic book, it had the TV show, it had all that. Yeah. By the time that they're making this movie, however, we are already into Super Mario Land, which is the handheld game on I Game Boy. I played a lot of that as a kid. Me too. That, I think that might have been my Super Mario introduction. I might have played Mario Land 2 more, though, which was... 
the first game that featured Wario as a character. Yeah, that's the one I played the absolute. So Super shit Mario out of. Land introduced Daisy, the princess, because okay. up until then, the first games had Princess Toadstool, who was later renamed Peach Toadstool. Yes, right. When was she named Peach? Was it in Mario sixty four or before that? It was definitely. Mario 64, because they call her Peach, she signs her the letter. Yeah, she says, Princess Toadstool. And then she signs Peach. it Peach. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if she had been called Peach before then. I didn't I didn't get that into deep into the lore. There's a ton of lore. There's a lot of Mario lore? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, wa- I want to know all the Mario lore. Okay. Well, here's the thing. and and Because I'm not going to sit here and just read these out. I'm just trying to give some light background information. Right. Mario's not a very narrative-heavy game at all. No. It's like... Princess gets kidnapped. You go on an adventure. There's not really any story going on in that adventure. You just no. You just you sit. get to a castle, and then Toad's like, "She's not here." And then you go to the next castle. Eventually, yeah. you fight Bowser. Yeah. The princess <laughs> is another castle. Yeah. Um, I didn't mention we're live on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Films from PC. Everyone, uh, Jorge is here, and he's saying it's kind of like James Bond. Yeah, it's the same thing over and over again. It's <laughs> but slightly different, right? What breaks my brain is anyone thinking that they can make a Mario movie. Because there's no real story to go off of. Right. Like and God bless this movie. It tried. For, for sure. For <laughs> sure. But it's like now in the future we have, there's a gajillion Mario games. There's a gajillion regular Mario title there's games. a couple of Mario RPGs that are right. very story heavy. Paper Mario. Paper Mario, Super Mario RPG. The RPG. The, um. He had click and point adventures. He's had card games. Yeah. He's had racing games He's obviously you had a type board games yeah <laughs> i played the one with the mouse and like half a keyboard i think it was on like the snes yeah isn't it that Mar- a- mario paint yeah. yeah it was like it was like microsoft paint but mario yep and like there was a little like music program with it too mario's done everything is my point yeah not enough to have a lot of story, but like you said, there's the RPGs. There's games like Mario Odyssey, which had a ton of story in it. That I still haven't finished. Oh, it's good. I haven't finished. I, haven't a, finished I don't think I finished actually. a single Switch game. Hmm. Huh. I like them. <laughs> so this new movie coming out, I have no doubt that they're, it's going to be great. But that movie seems to be pulling from all kinds of Mario Yeah, it's just kind of doing its own thing with it. There's Mario Kart references. There's mm. 2D Mario game references. 3D. Yeah. There's a Donkey Kong reference. They're on the platform going to fight or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Donkey Kong's in it. Right. He even turns into, like, Cat Mario from 3D World. Yeah. Uh, kind of excited for just to how they're how pulling it... story that way. But, like, moving on to this movie, Birdo, you did a lot more research on this movie than I did. Yeah, there's, but it seems problematic. There's a lot of issues behind the scenes with this movie, and that's like not even talking about the the quality of the movie itself. Just you want me to start with the problems or some fun facts? This movie was actually uh, the first live action video game adaptation. I saw that, and I think it's cursed <laughs> because for like. <laughs> No joke, like two decades, it was kind of a running joke that like... Video game movies are terrible. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make a good one. In recent years, there's actually been some decent video game adaptations. Think, and this is just my opinion, because I didn't see Tomb Raider, but... Oh, yeah. Which apparently is okay. I think it's like um, super okay. It took Nintendo, because this movie made Nintendo want to never make another movie ever again. And they never did until now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Uh, Detective Pikachu. Oh. Oh. 2019. And it took... If Nintendo started this curse, it took Nintendo to break it, right? Because I feel like that's the first good 
the first like super uh, well received one. Movie, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Mortal Kombat I, I thought movies Prince are... of Persia was fine. Mortal Kombat was People fun. People hate Prince of Persia. <laughs> I liked it. First Mortal Kombat movie was good. The second one was one of the worst movies ever made. Prince of Persia famously casted uh Jake cast Jim famous Persian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there are any Persians around anymore, they're, technically. They're Iranian. Yeah. They're different now. It's kind of the same thing though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was the first of all of that and probably started that video game movie curse. A few people that were considered to play Mario include Danny DeVito, which... Too spot on. Yeah. Also, he was doing uh, Batman. It's definitely around the time, yeah. But he was he was approached to star in and direct this movie, and he just he didn't. Well, that's interesting though. Yeah, he declined it because there was uh, not a script yet. Oh. When they what did he end up directing? Didn't he direct Matilda? Matilda. Nice. Dustin Hoffman was a potential candidate to play Mario. I don't know if anybody... Could you even... fucking imagine? Yeah. Nintendo didn't want him, though. They thought he wasn't a good fit. That's funny, though, because uh, they ended up with Bob Hoskins, and those two start together in Hook as Captain Hook they and did. Smee. Also, Tom Hanks was considered for the role of Mario and almost signed up for it, but uh, the production company got a bit nervous about um, his higher fee and the fact that he had a few flops at the time you tom, what? Hanks, tom hanks was not <laughs> i know funny right but you know, you're worried about tom hanks the, the early 90s were not great for tom hanks to be fair i, I don't mean, remember I don't what movies that. flopped but like he, they didn't do great i think it was like back-to-back flops this before you got mail I think that was so. a hit wasn't it i think it was before you got mail i feel like that was a hit <laughs> for the role of king koopa Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton were offered those roles, but they both declined. I think Schwarzenegger could have been fun. That could have been cool. That could have been cool. You know, like he's he's kind of this larger than life persona at this time. Yeah. That's all I can realistically give for like little fun facts about the movie because the rest of them aren't very fun. Do you want to, because I I feel like I stumbled on an idea. Do you want to like, while we go through the movie, we just cut back to another depressing fact? (laughs) <laughs> about this sure we can start it off with i'll just give one depressing fact right now okay um, jurassic park came out two weeks before this movie came out ouch <laughs> so we'll Fuck. start with that fucking ouch <laughs> imagine <laughs> i would love to i'm sure someone in the real world has compiled a better list i would love to see a list of movies that were fine but got fucked by one of the biggest movies of all time are you saying this movie's fine Let's we'll get, we can get into it, but you know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. what came out opposite Titanic? What came out opposite Avatar? Infinity War and Endgame, Jurassic Park, Star Wars. Well, we know Infinity War killed Solo. Right. Like I would love to talk about those movies that just like couldn't get off the ground because they had to be in the shadow of the biggest thing in, of the whole decade. How about, how about the fact that the biggest like dinosaur movie ever came out two weeks before this Before shit. this other dinosaur movie. <laughs> oh my god. Let's get into it. Plot. Brooklyn, 65 million years ago. Mario narrates. Actually, I'm incorrect. That wasn't Mario, That was by the not way. Bob Hoskins. I thought it was. But it didn't sound like Luigi either. I'll tell you who it was. Okay. So the narrator narrates, (laughs) a long, long time ago, dinosaurs roamed the earth and life was good. But then the meteor hit and killed the dinosaurs. But what if actually the meteor created a parallel dimension where they continue to thrive and evolve into intelligent, aggressive beings like us? And what if they found a way to come back? All right. So we're already departing from uh, Mario right here. 
<laughs> and I saw somewhere that this is more of a reference to Dinosaur Land from Super Mario World, the Super Nintendo game that had that was a couple incredibly of, popular. Yeah it, yeah, it was the biggest Mario game ever, and it came out a few years before this, so it would have been in the writing stages. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> this movie was originally supposed to be a lot more fantasy based. Mm-hmm. You know, like like a fun adventure. Yeah. Like the guy that wrote the script that everybody signed up for cited Wizard of Oz and Princess Bride as like inspirations and stuff. Okay. But, I can see some of that. But when the directors were hired, they demanded uh rewrites. Oh really? Because they hated the script. The oh, script that everybody signed on to this movie because yeah. they liked. Oh, that's kind of a bait and switch then for everybody, isn't it? Yes, because the cast was not told about the changes until they showed up to film. That makes sense. Great job. Great job, everybody. So they thought they were uh, filming a awesome fantasy movie based on the Mario video games, which uh, Bob Hoskins didn't know that this was based on a video game, though. Incredible. <laughs> but The ignorance of some of these celebrities is just like, again, <laughs> most famous video game even up to that point. And there weren't, video games weren't huge then. It was like... Pac-Man and Mario, for fuck's sake. (laughs) But besides that, like, everybody was expecting to show up for, like, this script that they read and they liked, and they show up, and now it's, like, this weird dinosaur, dark sci-fi film. They weren't happy. I saw sources (laughs) of inspiration included Blade Runner and... Max uh, Headroom. Max Headroom, yeah, because they used the same, like, uh, production designer as those movies. the directors worked on Max Headroom. Amazing, and I that's why King Koopa looks like Max Headroom, right? But what, like, what an incredible change of direction! Oh, though. people were pissed. Well, but, the cast was pissed, and I want to get into that a little bit later on, like what this kind of is tonally. But like, I do like the idea of a fantasy fish out of water situation, like Princess Bride or Wizard of Oz, because Something like that would have been great. That's kind of what Mario is. Mario is is very kind of like earthbound character who gets transported through pipes ends up in different worlds to battle monsters yeah like that's what the very little bit of mario story that exists is that (laughs) so sure make the movie about that right right but you know total rewrites happen now we have this intro and here we are (laughs) uh it's also animated there's some cartoon uh, dinosaurs it almost seems like a really shitty i want to say flash animation but i don't think flash was around yet no, it's it, but it, it felt very like it, shitty computer game looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of pixelated. Mm-hmm. I don't like it because it it doesn't go all in on it. It's just like one shot. It's yeah. so what's the point? It just looks cheap and bad. Yeah. yeah. So the narrator is um Dan Castellaneta. Oh, okay. sorry, okay. that's uh, Homer Simpson. Why did he do the narration? Oh, he's a voice actor. But but it's like one line. I know. Yeah. Like, I, what's the purpose? Who knows? I don't think he did any. I think he did one other voice. Maybe Bob Hoskins was too pissed off to do like an extra line. <laughs> I could have swore it was Mario at first. And then after. Well, it, it was, was a Brooklyn accent. Right. But right. It, yeah, it wasn't Mario. Brooklyn, 20 years ago, a hooded figure in the rain leaves a capsule with a gem on the steps of a church and runs back into the sewer. There she's captured by Koopa, a tall evil man. The nuns open the capsule to uncover a large egg, which hatches into a human baby. It's so weird how, like, dark in tone the scene is. This whole movie's dark. Yeah. In tone. But, like, this is, like, I don't know, it's so odd. Like, I, they're in, like, a <laughs> church. You see, like, the portrait of um, 
it was some sort of religious painting, but then you see like an egg hatching and all the nuns are surrounding it and a baby, a baby comes out comes of the out. egg. Well, it, it's a little bit intriguing though, right? Like there's a baby <laughs> being hatched out of an egg. I feel like this belonged in a different movie. I feel like this but whole movie belonged in a different what, movie. Here's, okay, but here's my point. What is a Mario movie? You know what I mean? Like if you've got a video game... Again, there's no real story to it, and you're no. going to translate it to film. That's already a huge leap in mediums. So, like, what is Mario? Don't you want it film? to kind of look like it's I, Mario? I mean, though? probably. This is like a very gritty retelling. I, look, I'm very forgiving of this movie for at least being creative. I'm about... not forgiving of this movie at all, based on okay, what well, I've read. Here's the thing, though. It's live act. You know what I mean? Like, it's live action. What are you gonna do? Like, you can't have Toad and the real Goombas who are two feet tall and Mario hopping around and taking mushrooms and getting bigger. You know what I mean? That's a cartoon. If you're going to make a cartoon, make a cartoon. But if Th- you're gonna Those make, aren't the issues with this movie. If you're going to make a live action, then, like, things then have to look... Make a dark New York City where there's sex theaters and... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Look, I guess I'm a little bit more forgiving than you are, but... Brooklyn now. Mario and Luigi are two brothers in need of plumbing work. Mario's the older, logical, responsible brother, while Luigi's more interested in the paranormal and trusting his instincts. The two argue about it while Luigi drives to their job site, but the Scapelli construction contractors beat them to it. The boss, Anthony Scapelli, shows up to a construction site that's being stopped by a university digging for dinosaur bones. He threatens their leader, Daisy, because, so he says, a lot of girls have been missing lately. Yeah, what the fuck? That's a creepy thing to say, first of all. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a villain. Here's some... Okay, he's not the villain, though. And anytime he gets... This is the only screen time he gets, really. But he gets mentioned a lot in the movie. Well, yeah. It's... I'm pretty sure he was in a bunch of the deleted scenes. I could see could, that. Is he and he's, Mario apparently have history. Right. He's not in the movie enough to justify him being in the movie, basically. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it gets a little confusing here because he threatens Daisy. And then the next scene, Daisy is like being followed by these two henchmen. But they're not Scapelli's henchmen. No. It's a coincidence yep. that he threatens Daisy at the same time Daisy is about to get abducted by like, other people. He's just a regular sleazy guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, like. Did the university just show up there and start digging? Or was it already a dig site and Scapelli showed up if, and started doing shit? If there's like, a construction and they find reason to stop it, then they, they can stop it yeah, for yeah. however long it takes. So th- And this happens. In real life, it happens when they find like an endangered species living there. You're right. Or and nesting. I, I know a lot of examples of that actually happening. Yeah. Where so, they got to like move them or... Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I see happening here is more of maybe like while excavating, they found dinosaur bones. Suddenly the city gets involved. They shut them down temporarily. They get a university. The university sends their archaeologists and so on and so forth. And Escapelli is like, I'm going to dig anyway. Right. This is where we meet Mario and Luigi. And look, they're two regular actors who do a good job acting, I think. Yeah. Like they're doing the best they're, that they're they can. Doing fine. I actually like. Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo as Mario and Luigi. They I have think, great chemistry. I think it actually works pretty I, well. You can't fault them at all. You'd have to get to the nitty gritty before you start criticizing yeah. their performances. Funny enough, around this time, right when Mario and Luigi, like they drive their van to the place and like mm-hmm. the van breaks down. Uh, while filming that scene, John Leguizamo was drunk. Oh my God, that is a dark fact. And driving the van. <laughs> The story is different based on the source, but it's either he accelerated too hard or braked too hard. 
which made the van almost like tilt forward. Uh huh. And it caused a door to close on Bob Hoskins' hand and broke his finger. Get the fuck out, really? <laughs> yep. That's depressing. But uh, Bob Hoskins <laughs> and John Leguizamo were apparently constantly drinking between takes during, That's during this movie. Kind Okay, that, I feel because like... Because of everything happening yeah, behind the scenes. I think that's both great and horrible. It's horrible because, like, obvious reasons, and then, you know, it's irresponsible, and, and they got hurt or whatever. But yeah. it's great because it's great to think that, like, despite them being, like, wasted this entire movie... The performances they're giving is a product of them being wasted, and I think that works for the best. <laughs> it's almost like watching Drunk History, you know? I love Drunk History. and Because it's funnier when they're drunk in real life and they're trying their hardest. Right, right, right. <laughs> cool. We'll check back with you for more depressing facts. Yep. Two henchmen, Iggy and Spike, follow Daisy, who happens to run into Luigi. Mario and Luigi introduce themselves and offer her a ride, since, since she feels unsafe. Luigi nervously asks her out on a double date with Mario and his girlfriend, Daniela, where Daisy shows off the, her rock necklace she was abandoned with. Her mother left her in the care of the church, and she bonds with Luigi, who was also orphaned. I found it kind of unclear here. Uh, are Mario and Luigi related? I don't know. Here, he makes it seem like Mario, like, found him or something and right. was, like, raised him. <laughs> um, but later, like, but Mario like... talks about his grandfather, and I think he says... I don't know if he says it's their grandfather. Right. But also, like, he's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Right. Because he's, like, they're, adopted, though. Is he? It's so weird. But he always calls himself, like, ah, I'm your big brother. Right. <laughs> but is he really, though? Like, without this scene, that would have... It's not super... Like, that wouldn't have been scene, in question. Yeah, right. Like, wh why? But I spent the whole movie thinking, like, are you guys related? Can so you talk Luigi about it? So Luigi was orphaned, but Mario wasn't? Right. Yeah, it's weird. He got adopted by his big brother. <laughs> I don't know. They're brothers. Who cares? Iggy and Spike mistake Mario's girlfriend, Daniela, for Daisy and abduct her instead. Two arms, one head, and two legs. That's her. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> Meanwhile, Luigi and Daisy hit it off, but are scared to be weird around each other. There's a great line here where Luigi goes, if you want to end this right now, that's fine. If you want to end this right now and then feel bad and need someone to talk to about it, you can call me. It's kind <laughs> of a good line, it's but it's so... It's hard to tell, isn't it? Weird and... Yeah. It's... I think it's funny. <laughs> Daisy takes Luigi to the dig site and underground to the old subway tunnels where her team is discovering new fossils that seem to be a hybrid of human and dinosaur. Scapelli's plumbers sabotage the site by opening all the mains to flood it. With the help of Mario, they stop the water, but are confronted by Iggy and Spike, who knock them unconscious and take Daisy away. Mario and Luigi go after her, but end up in an underground canyon. On the opposite end, the rock wall ripples with Daisy's screams. Luigi jumps through the portal, and Mario reluctantly follows. So, Mario's basically a super plumber? <laughs> yeah, Luigi is his apprentice. Right. I love that the movie keeps on giving them plumbing work to do to, like, I, solve see, problems. I think that's one thing I actually liked is that they really went into the plumber thing. Yeah. It's also really stupid. This is a stupid movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, know, Mario silly. always needs to have his tools on him. Yeah. And, and he's very proud of his tools. He's pr very proud of his work, too. <laughs> Here's something I really enjoy. The ripple effect on the wall. Mm-hmm. Very Super Mario 64, which is a game that hadn't come out yet. Right. But up until this point, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, because there's a ton of Mario games that I haven't played. 
But like jumping through a, a Ripley water effect wall wasn't a thing. Well, there had not been a 3D Mario game yet, so no. But even so, like he goes through doors that just come out of thin air, but he's never jumped through a portal wall. No, I don't think so. No, it's probably a coincidence. But I, it's, I, it's probably it's it's a hundred percent a coincidence. But I enjoyed it. Well, they jump through the wall and they just like disintegrate and then reappear. And they, yeah, they go through like a portal or whatever. Yeah. Not the best looking sequence, but it's not terrible. No. no. Mario and Luigi appear to be in another dimension. They're in a New York they can only half recognize. Dino Hatton. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Slimy fungal cobwebs, small dinosaurs in lieu of rats, electric trams, human dinosaur hybrids, and escalated violence. <laughs> I got a feeling we're not in Brooklyn no more. Well, there's also a part here where he goes... Mario goes, where are we? And Luigi goes, I don't know. I haven't been to Brooklyn in a couple of weeks. No, they're from Brooklyn. They're like, this is Manhattan. Oh, it's, it's, oh he's like, it's, I haven't been to Manhattan in a couple of yeah. weeks. And Mario goes, must have been a bad couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Which, come on. You really think this is still New York, guys? They're dumb. <laughs> this has all. They are dumb. This has all the temp. And I want to talk about it in a little bit. But like, uh, before I get through or after I get through this paragraph. But it, it, it has all the makings of like a ghostbusters movie uh, just that's one of the things they were going for clearly it's got the aesthetic it's not just like this dystopian future right it's got that ghostbusters aesthetic and they're making the most irreverent comedy that they can right it's not as good the humor as I ghostbusters it's nearly as good but it's trying and there are times when like i think it works fine i like for example i think i thought that was a funny joke I will say I do like the aesthetics, just not for this movie. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, you kind of decided what Mario should just be this kind of like fantasy, family friendly. And I guess you're right. It's just that, like, I mean, that's I don't what it's built off. I know. Of. <laughs> I just I don't blame this for taking a, a chance. Like, swing for the fences, and even even if you miss, right? Oh, okay. They missed. Anyway, oh, they missed. <laughs> President Koopa is up for re-election and discusses master plan loudly to his faithful assistant Lena. He wants to combine Daisy's Rock with the original meteorite to merge their worlds with ours and steal our resources. Iggy and Spike bring him the Princess Daisy, but forget the rock around her neck, which is now in Luigi's possession. They put out an APB for the plumbers to be arrested on site. Plumber alert. Is that what they call it? They call it a plumber alert. (laughs) Uh, um, You got any depressing facts? Yeah, so most of this movie, (laughs) and mainly like these parts in the... What is it? Dino Dino Hatton. Hatton. Yeah, it was filmed in just like a warehouse. Clearly. Yep. 100%. Um, the warehouse had no air conditioning. Makes sense. And apparently the summer of 1992, which is when they were filming, had record-breaking heat. Sounds about right. <laughs> so they were all... Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a curse. They're all super pissed off all the time. <laughs> the curse. It's real. <laughs> yeah. Like I was watching a video and they're like, yeah, pretty much anytime you see them sweating in this movie, they're fucking sweating their asses off. I mean, that probably works to give them that sweatiest, that realistic sweatiest. That's not good working conditions. No, obviously not. It's like we were talking about Fast and Furious. Like, I like how real, genuinely sweaty they are. You know, it was probably just hot outside. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nothing like the real thing, baby. Mario and Luigi wander the streets looking for answers, but are bullied and mugged of their rock. The citizens do nothing but fight and rob each other all day. And the woman escapes the brothers with her jet boots. They have names, the boots, but because it's not from a... It's not from a thing. It's they're called like stompers or something. I feel like it's just like a way for them to like do like the Mario jumping, kind of. Yeah, sure. Yep, that's definitely what it is. 
A street musician named Toad sings about the evil King Koopa and is arrested for his protests. Mario defends Toad's freedom of speech, but the brothers are also arrested for being plumbers. Daisy is locked up with Daniela and all the other missing girls who were mistaken for her. You're going to arrest a man for being a plumber? Again, I... (laughs) Love, that, that I liked. I love their their character and their chemistry <laughs> and the fact that they're like very kind of like pro-union plumbers from Brooklyn, you know? I like how angry Bob Hoskins was because he was probably actually very angry. Yeah. When he's <laughs> he picking, was probably really using that anger. When he's fighting with the cop? <laughs> yeah. For sure. And that whole scene's very chaotic, very quick, very like frantic. This whole movie's chaotic. Oh, that's something I want to say. The pacing of this movie is way too quick. Oh, you think? We're like, we're here. Now we're here. Now we're yeah. here. Now we're here. There are very long action sequences, too. Yeah. there's a, And there's a lot of them that, like, when you start to kind of break them down, they don't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-mm. Things are just happening. Things happen. Mm-hmm. People get captured all the time. Then people escape. Then they get captured again. <laughs> then they escape again. Yeah. I think this movie could have used a little bit more time to breathe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, you said that there is a longer cut there, of this. There's a cut that's been it's not even like official like fans put it together based on stuff that they've like found and stuff Hmm. and it adds 20 minutes of footage oh okay so it's not it's not a real movie then no because i don't i don't think so at least anyway mario and (laughs) luigi are processing the most chaotic police station where cops and criminals are glassing each other literally you see that yeah, glass just ex- <laughs> glass bottle exploding. Well, he he breaks a bottle and then like, goes to stab somebody. But then like the pieces are just flying everywhere. Like God damn, they're defungist, mugshot, and placed in prison cages. There, Toad explains that their dimension was created by the meteor that hit the planet, and that he suspects that their old king was this fungus that's spreading throughout Dino Hatton, but now de-evolved. They're taken to their lawyer, who is just Koopa in disguise, demanding the meteor piece. As an intimidation tactic, he straps Toad onto a chair to de-evolve him back 65 million years. Toad is transformed into a small-headed lizard brain he calls a Goomba, a docile servant. (laughs) All right, so I got another fact here. Ooh, depressing fact? Yeah, all right, so I'm sure some of this probably happened in the sequence when he was being arrested, but uh, Bob Hoskins claimed to have been stabbed four times, electrocuted, and nearly drowned making this movie. Well, he sa- that sounds like an exaggeration. I don't know. I kind of believe it. <laughs> the word stabbed. He was probably accidentally he was impaled. Probably, that, I mean, that's technically being stabbed. Well, I feel like if you... No, if you run into something and it pokes you and you have to get a bandage, you weren't stabbed. You were impaled. That's different. <sighs> Stabbing implies someone's like trying to hurt you with a true, knife or true. something. I believe he got electrocuted. And, oh, ne- for sure. and nearly drowned, I believe that too. For sure. And another... One of the directors, while adjusting a Goomba costume on set, said that it didn't look grungy enough. So he proceeded to pour hot coffee over the actor while he was in the suit. And the coffee seeped into the suit and burned the actor. God damn it. Are you serious? Yep. Holy shit. (laughs) So let's talk about the Goombas. Oh, wait. And worst of all, after that happened and like the the actor was like yelling in pain and stuff because, you know, he's getting burned. The director was heard saying, oh, well, it's just an extra. No way. God damn. And that director has, because it was like, there was two directors. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a husband and wife crew. They're divorced now. They don't have a happy ending. <laughs> That's satisfying, it's, I guess. It's the curse. <laughs> it's the curse. It's real. <laughs> he has come out and said many, many years later that 
The coffee was cold. Was it? I don't know. He said, that's not true. The coffee was cold. Either way, don't pour coffee on your actors, maybe. Like yeah. some like Alfred Hitchcock shit. Yeah. <laughs> so the Goombas. <laughs> what I think is funny about the Goombas is that they, they are the exact inverse of what the Goombas are in the game, which are tiny little creatures with really big heads. That you stomp on. And you stomp on them. Mm-hmm. These are very big creatures with itty bitty heads. <laughs> and also they're lizards. And they're more lizard-like. Yeah. I mean, Goombas are... What are Goombas? They're nothing. They're like a brown blob. They look like a little... They're like a little hill. They almost look like a little ghost from Pac-Man, but with legs. I don't mind it. I like these creatures. For this movie. You know, as far as a translation... I think the creature design is totally fine. I thought their faces are cool. They're kind of cute. Like, I'm Uh, looking at like... To me, like, that's not a Goomba, but it's a cool-looking creature. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... Again, in, in a translation to a live action... I, it's fine for me. I would have preferred... Like, the best one is Toad, but I would have preferred that Toad be a Toad. <laughs> He's just an original character of the name Toad. Yeah, like, it's not... He's like a punk rock. Well, I guess it's supposed to be, like, Toad, but... Because eh, sure. Toad already existed at this time. No, right. So, it's like, ah, let's just name a character Toad, I guess. Right, but it, yeah. they could have named any character Toad. It would have been just as relevant. Which is... Not relevant at all because right. that's not Toad. Yeah. <laughs> all that being said, I like this Toad character. I think he's got a really fun the, little... This guy is cool, but... He's, he's got his own little movie going on the entire time. <laughs> Especially as a Goomba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the part that we, we touched up on when they get processed. Mario explains that their names are Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. And they're the Mario brothers. Because of the Mario brothers. Does this scene need to exist? Because all it is is a justification of how his first name is Mario, but there are also the Mario brothers. Right. Mario, therefore, Mario. Therefore, Mario's last name has to be Mario, yeah. but his first name is also Mario. Yeah, his parents hate him. So his name must be Mario Mario. But, like, that's just inconsistent. I think, I think it's them trying to be funny. Right, but it's just inconsistent naming of the video games, you know, by calling it Mario Brothers. If they had never brought this up, I would never question the fact that Mario's first and last name must be Mario. Unless yeah. he's like a he, like a share. <laughs> like just one name. <laughs> yeah. I do like how the police officer was like, what's your name? Luigi Luigi? Yeah. <laughs> John Leguizamo, the way he delivers that so annoying. He's like, no, I'm Luigi Mario. He's Mario Mario. Like it's he not confusing. He was probably drunk and annoyed. Oh, for sure. <laughs> anyway, my point is it's a funny scene. But, like, if you didn't have this scene, I would have never questioned it. The only reason I've ever noticed that is because of this scene. I think me, too. Like, even as a kid, I was like, well, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, which, by the way, we skipped the initial expectations because we completely forgot. Oh, have yeah. you seen this movie before? <laughs> I have. I have. I actually watched it quite a few times as a kid. Same. Like, I don't remember any of the details. All I remember was the Mario Mario joke and the jumping around. I remember the Mario Mario joke and... Uh, Luigi making the Goombas dance in the elevator. I do remember that, too. That seems like ingrained in yep. my memory. Same, same, same. But, yeah, I had the VHS, I believe, and they used to show this movie on Disney Channel sometimes. Really? That's yeah, funny. Yeah, because uh, this movie was distributed by... Lake Buena Vista or something? Hollywood Pictures, which oh. was owned by Disney. Oh, okay. So the one with, like, the Sphinx on it or whatever it doesn't exist anymore. Right. Mario and Luigi easily overpower the guards and toss Koopa in the de-evolution machine and run away. They mount an escape from the police station, passing mushroom growth and a tiny bob-omb. 
They zipline away from the guards' fireball cannons and steal a police car, which Luigi hotwires from playing video games all day. You got uh, you gotta have a video game reference in there somewhere. Did video games back then teach you anything about hot wiring? Hey, it was probably all kinds of computer games. I don't oh. fucking know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> a car crash ensues, and the Mario Brothers eventually get away through the tunnels and into an enormous canyon outside the city, falling to their doom. Their car tangles itself in the fungus just short of destruction. Uh, this chase scene's... I feel like it's like it's almost good. Kind of great. <laughs> I think it's almost there. See, you're not lowering your expectations enough, I think, because there's, there's a fireball gun. That's cool. Which is maybe the best reference to the video game Yeah, because he so throws far. fireballs when he gets the yeah. fire flower. Yeah. Love that. I think the bomb looks cool, but... Oh, that and the bullet bills... Yeah, like I think all those props look really cool. Well, they those are the only one to one translations from the game. Yep. Those look identical to the game. Maybe that's why I like the way they look. I guess Cause, probably. I mean, it's cuz it's you know, you're seeing that thing, but like yeah. it's real. Yeah. That's nice. It's cool. Oh. The car chase I thought was great. At one point they're riding another car. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something feels weird about the chase scene though. I don't know. It's like falling short somewhere for me. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it has that oomph, you know? Well, I enjoyed it. (laughs) There's a part where they're riding another car and he's like, I hope the car below us knows where they're going. (laughs) Kind of a funny joke. Okay. (laughs) Koopa seems to survive his brief stint in the de-evolution chair and commands his assistant, Lena, to collect Daisy from her prison. She recognizes Daisy, saying she has her mother's eyes. Lena explains that her mother smuggled her out of this world and that her father somehow ceased to exist. Meanwhile, Iggy and Spike are tossing the machine to evolve instead of de-evolve, making them significantly more intelligent. They're sent out to the desert after the Mario Brothers. Why doesn't Koopa just evolve himself and make himself super intelligent? Um, also, and- that did nothing to him. When he got, he got thrown, his into eyes the chair. like changed for a second. That was it. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be become more. Dinosaur, more Bowser-like. That doesn't happen until the very end of the movie. Yeah. And that's when they're shooting him with the thing for a long time. It would have been great if he somehow gets evolved and devolved simultaneously, maybe by two different guns, and it turns him into Bowser, you know? Yeah. I got something about um, Dennis Hopper. Oh, is it a depressing fact? Yeah. Nice. Apparently, he just stopped memorizing his lines because they would just be changed the next day. And uh, there was one point where he was filming a scene and he stopped filming and yelled at the directors for at least 20 minutes. There's a bunch of different sources on the story. One says 20 minutes. One says 40 minutes. Another says two to three hours. But uh, basically, That's a big jump. Basically, <laughs> he yelled at the directors and said that they were the most unprofessional people he's ever worked with in his <laughs> life, and he refused to finish filming the scenes. And like as this was going on, the directors like were like kind of pleading with him, and they were just like, "All right, like what what do you want? Like what can we do to finish wrapping? Like for today at least." Eventually, he just he said that he would film the scene like as it was written. He just needed to blow off some steam. Here's the thing, though, I can wholeheartedly believe what these season actors are complaining about because they're good actors who have been in a ton of shit. And this seems like everything about this behind the scenes makes it feel like a really sketchy project. Right. But with a lot of talent in it. Right. Because we have like, again, Dennis Hopper, Mm. Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo. These are big time actors. Yeah. Even Fiona Shaw. Like that's (laughs) 
That's a fucking yeah, what's her uh, name from uh, uh, Man- Yeah, and from Andor. And from Andor. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Andor's mom. Yeah. But the two directors on this though, apparently they were like multiple people have stated like, yeah, they would like change the script just on the fly. They're constantly changing the lines. Like like how do you get anything done like that? This happens when you skimp on the directors and you get guys who haven't been in the business, but they don't know how to they, run a shoot. But they think they right? know how to run it. Right. Yeah. This reminds me of like the fucking, uh, uh, those, are they brothers who did like, uh, Ghost Rider 2? Oh, the people that, their the thing crank, is they the just, crank do, guys? they literally do cheap movies though. That's their yeah. thing. Yeah. By the way, they're coming back. They're doing yeah, another movie. What the, was it? I don't remember, but you told me it and I was upset. Yeah. Because it was a movie that I was interested in until you told me that. Right. (laughs) I don't remember what movie it is. Fuck. While chained up, Daisy befriends a small green dinosaur with slightly cuter dimensions than a velociraptor from Jurassic Park. That came out two weeks before this. (laughs) Again, so unfortunate. (laughs) Which Koopa introduces as their pet, Yoshi. He explains that their universe is nothing but the city and endless desert. Koopa then comes on to Daisy with his big old lizard tongue. All right, freak. He gets a little rapey here, doesn't he? A it? little bit, yeah. Yeah. Here's a question I have. Why does this city have a Statue of Liberty? There's nothing outside the city. Who are they welcoming in? Well, also, like, the whole idea of the city doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, does he know about the other... Di- like, how much does he know about our world? Well, he seems to know a lot about the other dimension. How? I don't... Unclear. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> He knows enough to name it Dino Hatton. Or well, I think a lot of that is like parallel thought. Like these two civilizations evolved in the same way. But they just, just evolved from they're biologically different, and yeah. we evolved from monkeys. So right. Yeah. So they still created a Manhattan of their own with slightly different. But apparently, they were only able to create the one city yeah. on their yeah. entire planet. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe it's the only place water is. I don't know. Unclear. Unclear. Iggy and Spike find Mario and Luigi, but are still lacking some common sense. (laughs) (laughs) The Mario brothers tie them up and get them to confess Koopa's master plan. Daisy's rock is a piece of the meteor, and once they're reunited, the two dimensions will combine. The portal between worlds was sealed until it was blasted open by the humans. Scapelli's construction. They come to an agreement to find the rock and trade for Daisy, but they need to find Big Bertha, who stole it earlier. <laughs> so I thought Big Bertha, watching this, I was like, oh, that's a Mario character. It's the fish. She's based on that big red fish. I can, I guess I can see that. Yeah. I guess that's why they gave her the big red dress. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a stretch. I'm, I'm okay with it's it. It's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I like how they have Mario try to seduce her. And she just punches yeah. him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming up. Mario and Luigi steal a dump truck uh, <laughs> and make their way back to the city. The four dress up in suits and search for Big Bertha at a club. Oh, yep. <laughs> Mario tries to charm her, and the two dance passionately. Mario sees the rock around her neck and tries motorboating it off. <laughs> <sighs> this fails, but he eventually sneaks it off her. But the Goompas arrive, and Lena takes the rock. Big Bertha has a change of heart and helps him escape using the jet boots. He tries to motor voter. He actually does. He tries to like take it with his mouth. Yeah. He just like shoves his face in there. This is back from when like you can make a kid's movie and adult movie at once and no one gave a shit. Right. Like Who Framed Roger Rabbit's like the perfect example. Right. Of that. Yeah. That's a very good movie though, I would say. Also starring Bob Hoskins. Well, how, what do you think of these uh, suits that they're in? 
You know what they should have <laughs> done, but they didn't because they're dumb. They should have been white suits, and the shirts underneath should have been the red and the white. Sorry, the yeah. red and the green. I think there should have been like shy guy suits, like make in it look kind of like shy guy ish. Yeah, but they're clubbing. Yeah, like like that shy guy like color scheme, but like as like a three piece suit type deal. I don't know. I think that would have looked nice. They just wear like a red cloak, though. It's like guys. red. They got the white like face, though. Like, you you could have done mask. a cool red and white color. But at the club? Yeah. Why do you want shy? I don't understand. I just think it would have looked cool. Mm. Well, my point is, they put Mario in yellow and Luigi in red. And it's like, sure, they look cool and it's different. And we get their like outfits later in the movie, so it's fine. We do. At the same time, like you could have done... The white swap, which comes from getting the fireball suits from the fire flower. Like white, red. and Yeah, that would have been cool. I think that's better than my suggestion. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you wanted to hear? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Koopa visits a room with a throne and an enormous slimy mushroom nest, which seems to be the previous king spreading his fungus throughout the city. Later, Koopa orders a pizza through FaceTime. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. That was a funny kind of recurring gag was the pizza arriving. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was something that they did good. Um, The computers, I like how they had to, like, point at them with, like, a, with a, gun? With a laser gun. And well, just... I like the idea of, like, parallel technology where, like, we went in one direction and they went in the other direction. Right. Like, we went gas-powered cars. They went with, like, electric tram bumper cars, mm-hmm. you know? We came up with mouse pointers, and they're like, fuck it, stick a gun up to the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't think is a reference to, like, Duck Hunt or anything, but it kind of made me think of Duck Hunt. Kind of, kind of. I feel like they could have just used, like, the NES zapper as a remote. That would have been more on the nose, yeah. Could have been more on the nose, but, like, appreciated. Meanwhile, Mario and Luigi arrive to Koopa's Tower and sabotage the radiator pipes. Again, more plumbing work for them to do. Mm-hmm. They find some workers' jumpsuits and debut their classic look. Mario in red and blue with a beret, and Luigi in green and blue with a ball cap on backwards. Complete with their plumbing tools and jet boots, they ride the elevator up the building, hiding from Goombas. Luigi takes advantage of their stupidity and distracts them by swaying them to elevator music, starting a dance. That's the scene from my childhood. And it's great. I love that scene. It, I actually do like it. doesn't make too much sense but i do like it oh it's, i think it's hilarious because then like <laughs> they escape eventually the goombas go from swaying to coupling up and dancing yep, yep. like they're just having a good time at this point <laughs> yeah what do you think about their uh you don't see the suit up but like when you first see them in their suits like yeah, their like iconic he- suits it's like a hero moment you know yeah. i honestly think their costumes here are pretty cool i think they're great i think that that's a good adaptation i mean i Again, the bar was set low for how much we're adapting. Right. And this met some expectations for mm-hmm. me. Lena tries reasoning with Koopa to rule together, jealous of Daisy. He dismisses her, so she decides to go off on her own. Unbeknownst to Koopa, she has the rock. She attempts to murder Daisy, but she's saved by Yoshi, who grabs Lena with his tongue and allows for Daisy to escape. She encounters Iggy and Spike, who introduce her to her father, the mushroom, Explaining he was Koopa's first victim of de-evolution. This is just weird. This goes off the rails. This is weird. Yep. Really gross. I don't have a problem (laughs) with this going off the rails. I think it's so late 80s, early 90s, you know. 
I'll talk about it later, but it's just it's doing Ghostbusters in a way that's not as good as Ghostbusters, but I don't think it's that far off either. Huh. Interesting take. Okay. Did you notice that the walls in the hallways have the square spikes on them? I did. Yeah, I noticed that. That's pretty Bowser's Castle, isn't it? Yeah. And I will say, like, around this part of the movie, I am starting to have, like, fun with the action and stuff. Like, them, like, sneaking around. I like that stuff. Yeah. And I did complain earlier about, like, some of it becoming samey, like, the specific plotting where, like, oh, now they get captured, now they escape, they get captured again. At the same time, if you just remove a couple of those instances, the rest works, I think. Yep. Someone gets blown up, which is great. Um, there's a lot of fire <laughs> in this scene. Later on, we're gonna get Mario busting out all the all the girls. Yeah, that scene's fun through the pipes. Though you got the Goompas on like a mattress behind them, like sliding around. Yeah. They're so dopey looking. It's it, they they make for fun henchmen, I think. Yeah, because Mario like freezes the pipe so they can slide down it. Yeah, uh. it's just good plumbing work. <laughs> <laughs> Also, there's a whole, I haven't included any of this, but there's a whole side plot where Toad is now like the Goomba in charge of taking care of Daisy and like feeding her. And she's like really nice to him and he's really nice to her. And and he's got a big old smile on his face. And you know, you recognize him because he's got the mounted harmonica yep, and on him. He's apparently playing it, but like the sound effect is playing, but he's not doing anything to play it. Yeah, right. Like it's just <laughs> playing harmonica sounds. But he's got a big smile on his face. He just wants to make Daisy happy. He ends up coming back with a plate of steamed vegetables around because this time. Because she's a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. And he just wants to take care of her, and he's just like no, so the, simple-minded. The, the Toad Goomba subplot, I, I like. I, I like thought that. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious and wholesome. He's like a little pet dog. Yeah, <laughs> he just wants to make her happy. <laughs> and he like gets lit on fire at one point. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, he survives. It's it's all good for. <laughs> Tell me, does he survive? Or does he die at the end? I think he survives. I think he is still a Goomba at the end, though. He still is a Goomba. At That's the end, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's another thing. The king de-evolved into a mushroom. So they're mushroom people, the king. Yeah. And Princess Daisy. Which, okay, Mushroom Kingdom. It's a reference to Mushroom Kingdom, but still. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Even though the majority of this world seems to be dinosaurs? Yeah. Well, it's it's still weird that they evolved from. Mushrooms, like fungi into humanoid? Yeah. Look, let's not get into the science of it. That's some Last of Us shit. (laughs) Mario and Luigi come across a gap they can't cross. Get it to platforming reference yep it's a video game reference <laughs> but luigi <laughs> takes a leap of faith and mario gets help from the mushrooms koopa realizes that lena has the rock and has initiated the goomba invasion each equipped with a de-evolution gun the mario brothers meet the mushroom king and luigi realizes he's been helping them all along mario saves daniela and the other girls escaping through the frozen pipes and luigi and daisy are captured by koopa yet again daniela's stupid friend is like hey mario yeah shut up <laughs> i don't know why i don't know if it's nostalgia oh jorge says i felt bad when he combusted i think he's talking about toad <laughs> yeah that's so sad like you feel <laughs> but he you, survives at the end I'm i know but sure. like he's such a nice guy and he just yeah. gets lit on fire like what what <laughs> he's a nice guy <laughs> i don't know what it is if it's like nostalgia but like i just have a lot of fun with all the brooklyn girls just running around doing their thing. Yelling in their Brooklyn accent. <laughs> and Mario's just trying to wrangle them all up. Yep. They all hold their own. I'll give them that. Yeah. It's a, yeah. yeah. Even like, you know, Daniela is like an original character. They could have made her Peach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people have said, and I can't find any confirmation anywhere, that she was actually based off of Paulina. And that like in one of the older scripts, her middle name was going to be Paulina. Because there's also a script where Mario oh. proposes to her. Gotcha. 
and I guess he says her full name. And but pa- uh, Paulina is who again? Like the original damsel yeah, in distress? Like from Donkey Kong. Gotcha. Mario and Koopa engage in a fight over the rock and a ball bomb, though Mario is tricking him with a decoy. Lena, who actually has the rock, falls a few stories and is electrocuted but somehow survives <laughs> and sprints down the tunnel to the meteor. Luigi and the girls intend on stopping her, but it's too late. Lena has inserted the rock into the meteor, but is killed by its energy. Apparently, only Daisy, with her royal blood, would be able to withstand it. Weird plot point, because that never happens anyway. Yeah. So, what's the point of that? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The portal (laughs) opens anyway, and the Goombas are transported to New York City with a very unfortunate shot of the World Trade Center disintegrating. Yeah. Yikes. (laughs) Not their fault. No, this it's is not. way it's not. before 2001. And obviously, like, you have to remember that the World Trade Center was one of New York's, like, big landmarks. Oh, it's the biggest it was, landmark. Yeah. That's why it was featured in so many things pre-9-11. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things of, like, life imitating art where it's like, in a science fiction movie, if you want to show New York being terrorized, you would destroy the World Trade Center. Right. And you would destroy the Statue of Liberty. It's just very unfortunate that that happened in real life. If the Statue of Liberty, for whatever reason, were to be destroyed today, we would look back and think about, like, the day after tomorrow and, like, Independence Day. Cloverfield. I'm realizing all these movies are made by the same person. Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Also, yeah. yeah. I think you see the Statue of Liberty's head get launched. (laughs) Uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We would look at all those and be like, well, that's in poor taste. Yeah, obviously. It's not. Here's the thing. It's not in poor taste, though, because this didn't happen yet. Right, right. So, <laughs> but looking back, it's like, oh, that's it, not. It's just, it, it's unfortunate that's to not see. Good. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think even like uh, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, the climactic battle was supposed to be at the top of the World Trade Center. Well, I don't know about that, actually. Was it? I think so. Um, I know something. So. Oh, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm the thinking commercial. The commercial. I'm thinking about the video game Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro. The last fight originally was on top of the World Trade Center. And then 9-11 happened. So they remade that last fight. Like that whole last level they remade. If you have a first edition version of that game, you actually still have the World Trade Center level. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Fun fact. Irrelevant to this. Irrelevant. But while we're on (laughs) Spider-Man, some of the changes that were made, uh, the scenes with the New Yorkers all banding together... And fighting for oh. Spider-Man, that's because of 9-11. Mm-hmm. And also, there was a preview, like a teaser, to um, uh, the movie where there's like these terrorists. They're like bank robbers slash terrorists. They're stealing shit. They're on a helicopter. The helicopter flies like through the World Trade Center, like between like the between two buildings. The two towers, yeah. yeah, And then like Spider-Man like web webs them up. them up to the towers. And they're kind of stuck between them. would be really cool visually, actually. It, no, it's a great <laughs> visual, except that like a few months later, 9-11 happened. So they pulled the commercial. Right. So those are the only changes I can think about. But. Okay. Scarpelli is de-evolved back into a chimp. And Mario uses the mushrooms to teleport them all back to Dino Hatton. God, it's hard to say. <laughs> Toad saves the day again by starting a song and gets all the Goombas to dance. Mario and Luigi hit Koopa with de-evolution rays until he turns into a dinosaur and eventually primordial soup. <laughs> He's just like pure liquid. Yeah, like <laughs> you send them back too far, guys. <laughs> the bomb finally explodes and the Mushroom King is evolved back into human form. This kind of goes back to what I was saying about like they almost did Bowser and then they didn't. Like He, he turns he, into a dinosaur. He looked like Bowser for like two seconds. Yeah. For a second, he's a dinosaur, and then he's not anymore. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, oh, see, we did it. We did yeah. it. It's in the movie. <laughs> we get credit. That counts. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> it counts. 
But with the Scapelli thing, I feel like that would have actually been satisfying if he did anything in the movie that made yeah. us hate him besides say, hey, I want to dig here. Right. I think there's a missing subplot here. Yep. Because Scapelli, again, like he's introduced for a little bit. He issues a threat that he doesn't follow up on. It's just a coincidence or like, bad writing, like he's really. He's being a dick, I right. guess. No, it's probably... Well, it's probably because they change the script so much. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's an effect of the of the bad writing, right? Yeah. And then here at the end, he gets like his comeuppance, but like for what? We didn't see yeah, enough it's like, of I him. I don't care that he got turned into a right. chimp. It's uh, kind of funny, I guess. But <laughs> but also, he never gets changed back, does he? I suppose he did. At some point, like... If Toad never got changed back, why would... you're right. Scapelli, Scavelli, Sca- whatever his name was. I think Scapelli. Scapelli. Of the Scapelli Construction Company or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just leave him a chimp then. He's better off. Daisy opens the portal for Mario and Luigi to leave, but decides to stay behind. She needs to explore her roots and get to know her father. Daisy and Luigi kiss and say goodbye, and the Mario brothers travel back to Brooklyn. Three weeks later, the dubbed Super Mario Bros. are credited with rescuing the missing girls and preventing a maniacal dictator from taking over New York City. A war-torn Daisy appears to ask Mario and Luigi for help once again. So when I was a kid, this end scene got me really excited for a sequel. God damn. So you were a big fan. <laughs> when I was a kid, I liked this movie. Rewatching it, I don't like it at all. So I think this is, it's a clear Sarah Connor yeah. reference. Like she's yeah. back from the future and she's like, we got to go. She's we got a big go. gun. Yeah. She's got belts around her like shoulders with like grenades and shit. Like mm-hmm. she's she's ready to fight. And um, there is a post credit scene. Oh, I didn't watch it. What's it all about? Uh, it's it's more like a little joke. There's a knock at the door. The door opens. You see like two Japanese men. And they're talking about how they want to make a video game based on your adventures. You'd assume they're talking to Mario and Luigi. But then yeah. the camera pans and it's um, Iggy and Spike sitting on the couch. And like they're they're talking about like you know what would you want this game to be called, and they want to call it the Super Koopa Cousins, <laughs> and it cuts to black. I don't hate that. <laughs> just seeing this, point, just throw it's it out just there. Like a, like a fun little joke, yeah. Uh, no, I I actually I like that scene. I thought that was genuinely funny. So Iggy is named after Iggy Koopa, who is one of the yes. Kooplings. Yes, along He's, with there's what like there's Iggy. Like, there's like six or seven of them. So, yeah, one of them's Ludwig. Lovely, yeah. With the awesome hair. With the gray hair. <laughs> um, Spike is, I think, based on some other minor villain. It doesn't um, really matter. It's they're just namesakes, but... Yeah. Apparently, Spike's going to be in um, the new Mario movie. There's somebody named Spike in the movie. Oh, it's probably based on the same. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it's a reference to this. I, I doubt, doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Press X for doubt. <laughs> but um, as far as sequels go... There is a sequel comic book. Okay. And apparently the bad guy is Wart from Super Mario Bros. 2. Wart? Yeah. Oh, from the not a Mario game. From the fake Mario game that became a real Mario game. It's complicated. It is complicated. Well, you know, I think in the new movie, I think, doesn't um, Peach pull a radish from the ground or something? I think so. Yeah, they're making so many connections. Yeah. I love that game mechanic because it's a different kind of game. Yeah, because like, you pull things out of the ground and throw, and throw them, them instead yeah. of jumping. I think on you top can pick up enemies too. Yeah, 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 you can. And they incorporated that into all the later games too. On some of them, yeah, for well, sure. some of them, yeah. Uh, I might read that sequel comic because, all right, I know it sounds like I'm like shitting on this movie the whole time. Yeah, but, it does actually. But, <laughs> but there is something interesting about it. 
I, okay, we're in analysis. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. Here's the thing. And I've, I've been meaning to bring up, I've been alluding to this connection that it's clearly trying to do Ghostbusters, but with like a Mario IP in terms of like humor and tone. Well, and, even the final and the battle look. with Koopa, they just shoot him with a beam until he sure until, until he, he's gone. Until he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this movie that much worse than Ghostbusters? Mm-hmm. Because I think, here's the thing. I think nostalgia goes a really long way. And I think if you were around in 93 and were older, like you were our age in 93, you watch this and you go, ah, oh, that's bad. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Then yeah. 30 years in the future, that opinion is going to get so much more extreme. And you're going to remember this as the worst movie of all time. Right. A lot of people have put this on their list of the worst movies of all time. I don't think it's one of the worst movies it's of all time. It's not that bad, right? I We've seen it, a lot I don't more think trash. It's good. I don't okay. <laughs> We've seen a lot worse movies. No, we absolutely have. Yes. For whatever reason, movies made in this era that are just kind of like fun overall, I'm very forgiving of like a really bad plot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, again, think about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters makes a lot more sense, though. Ghostbusters is not a great movie, but it is so enjoyable. Mm -hmm. That's what makes that movie good is the irreverent humor that, like, it makes fun of itself as it's happening in real time. It's like a constant lampshading. Right. But, like, at the same time, though, if you're like, oh, wow, look how dumb this is, but we're still doing it. That's like, what oh, does Ghostbusters not do that? It's exactly a what little Ghostbusters bit, but is. not not to this extent. I don't know, man. I think Ghostbusters only works because you buy into the humor and because it has really talented. Ghostbusters also has the advantage of like you know it's New York City. It's just being infested by ghosts. This is like let's make a fake New York City that's in a parallel dimension. Is it that's that run much... by dinosaurs? Okay. and a fungus. Sure. Is it that much different though? Yes. I don't think it's that much different. I think the look is very similar, but I, I don't think it feels quite the same. I think if they made a Ghostbusters movie like back in the 90s where they travel to a different dimension and it's run by dinosaurs, you'd, you'd be like, this is totally par for the course. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, I just think Ghostbusters works because it's better written. Like the comedy is better right. and because the actors nail it. Because they brought in Bill Murray, and apparently he ad-libbed a shit ton of that movie. Mm -hmm. And he just went in, and he was himself. And he's he's really good at ad-libbing, though. Yeah, and he created gold on the spot, and that's why Ghostbusters worked. If you had that kind of creative force in this movie, I think it would be the same shit. I don't think this is that different. I agree. If they had better people making this movie, it would have been a better movie. (laughs) I'm saying it's just a few stepping stones away. It's weird that we remember Ghostbusters as this like masterpiece and we remember this as the worst movie of all time. When I think both of them are a lot closer than I I remember really liking this movie as a kid and wondering why everybody said it was so bad. And then I watched it this morning. I was like, oh, my God, this is really (laughs) bad. I don't know. I, I'm again. Maybe I'm just being more forgiving. Well, usually, this is the other way around. I'm the critical yeah, one. You're yeah, the forgiving I, one. But like I said, I still think it's interesting though because usually I like the weirder stuff, and this does a lot of the weirder stuff. I guess. But maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe it just goes a little too far. I don't know. So uh, story wise, the specific plotting needs a lot of work. I do. And that's what, what exactly is the plot? <laughs> I think a lot of that has to do with, like you said, it's the rewrites. It's the inconsistencies that came from those rewrites. What are the Scapellis up to? It doesn't help what? that, you know, apparently lines were constantly being changed. Exactly. Like, 
production woes, that all shows up in the final product, yeah. right? Cinematography-wise, this dystopian science fiction cyberpunk feeling that um, we see, and you had mentioned it, is due in part because of the film's art designer, David Snyder, had previously been designer for the science fiction cyberpunk film Blade Runner, and both of the directors of the film had previously created the satirical dystopian science fiction series, Max Headroom, yeah, like you said. It definitely shows in art direction and stuff like that. And you, that's the weird thing. I think the art direction's good, but I don't think it fits. Well, because this is still like a medium to high budget movie. This is a big tentpole film. Right. By the way, it made back less than half of its budget. I thought it was about almost broke even. I thought it was like a $40, $40 million budget and it made like 35 or something. It made a lot more money overseas than it did in America. Okay. Worldwide, it made $38.9 million, But I think they put a shit ton into the marketing for this movie. I don't know how much merchandising helped. The, uh, in, like, how, how much? <laughs> I don't think they sold anything. <laughs> Have you seen those toys? <laughs> Who bought the toys for this, honestly? <laughs> oh, they're terrifying looking. Acting. Again, they went out and they got good actors. You cannot fault any of them no they're trying their best and they all have great chemistry yes bob hoskins john Leguizamo, dennis hopper <laughs> samantha mathis fisher stevens fiona shaw richard edson when you're treating your talent like shit though no for sure <laughs> all said and done i still think they do a hell of a job with what they were given yeah uh especially since they were drunk most of the time oh yeah <laughs> oh uh here's something the music the score is by alan silvestri it's a great score no, the score is actually pretty good yeah <laughs> I, the whole time i'm watching i'm like this is so good for the era it's almost like danny elfman like for the late 80s and early 90s the, you know i think the music was like way too good for the movie like mm-hmm. i remembered like when a piece of the score started playing during like one of the chase scenes i remembered it <laughs> I didn't remember the chasing at all. I remember the music. the music. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah, no, the score is pretty damn good for this. I mean, Sylv- Silvestri. Yeah, he's... Did Avengers and mm-hmm. some other stuff, for sure. Uh, and we mentioned the action. I thought a lot of it was really good, actually. I think it was hit or miss. I, I liked some scenes a uh, lot, and I thought some scenes were iffy. They could have cut some of it down, but yeah. for the most part, I quite liked um, it. I did enjoy... Like the chase down the pipe when they're on the mattresses. I thought that was fun. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Anything with a fireball cannon. Love that. Great effect. I think you just like the fireball cannon a lot. Well, again, like that's one of the best parts of Mario is using the fireballs. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's my favorite weapon in Mario Kart. (laughs) Anyway, I just started blasting. (laughs) Costumes. I think the Goombas look really good for what they are. They don't look like Goombas. They're not goombas but they look cool they yeah. look cool it's yeah. a great it's a great costume toad is super cute uh yoshi <laughs> yoshi's looks, cute yoshi looks good again maybe too realistic ish they might have made him a little too realistic he's yeah. got the tongue though like he's it's still... like it's like super realistic but not quite realistic enough to where it feels really uncanny mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah i'm down for it i like the puppet it's a good puppet yeah this is only a couple years after Yoshi had debuted. Debuted. Yeah. In uh, Super Mario World. Not too long later. Yep. Do you have any other depressing facts before we move on? Uh, Let me look at my facts list that I wrote up. So after the two directors, which was, what were the names? Annabelle Jankel and Rocky Morton. Um, after they were brought on by directors and started making all the changes, um, 
Apparently, both Nintendo and Light Motive, which was the production company, asked them to like dial it back a little bit because they were changing too much. And when that happened, they uh, threatened to leave if they didn't have their way. <laughs> so they were like, "Well, we don't want to go hunting for directors again." So okay, I guess well, maybe you can they have should have. <laughs> yeah. One more fact, and then some quotes from Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper. Um, during post productions, the directors were locked out of the editing room. Okay. Like. They weren't allowed to go in there. By the editor? Yeah. Amazing. But after complaining to the Director's Guild, um, they were given final say on like the cut. <laughs> <laughs> but like even the editor was like, no, you guys are fucking done. Like it's insane. And then uh a quote from Dennis Hopper when he was asked about this movie. Um he, he said, and quote I made a picture called Super Mario Brothers, and my six year old son at the time, he's eighteen now. He said, Dad, I think you're probably a pretty good actor, but why'd you play that terrible guy, King Koopa, in Super Mario Brothers? And I said, well, Henry, I did that so you could have shoes. And he, <laughs> and he said, Dad, I don't need shoes that badly. <laughs> uh, and uh, Shoes is a euphemism. Right, right, <laughs> right. It's like, hey, I did it so you could you know, they needed live. They need money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And with Bob Hoskins, when he was asked about his experience, actually, no, they asked him the worst thing he ever did. Here's a quote. The worst thing I ever did? Super Mario Brothers. It was a fucking nightmare. The whole experience was a nightmare. At a husband and wife team directing whose arrogance had been mistaken for talent. After so many weeks, their own agent told them to get off the set. Fucking nightmare. Fucking idiots. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. That's going to transition really well to Keeper Cancel. Uh, and that's been Berto's Depressing Facts. It must have been terrible work on this movie. <laughs> So let's get into keep or cancel. This is a segment of the show where we uh, decide if the people in the movie should be kept or canceled. Let's talk about Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. All right. Bob Hoskins. 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 Sorry, I don't know why I'm saying his name all fucked. (laughs) Uh, English actor, born 1942 in Suffolk, England, in movies such as Pennies from Heaven. Okay. The Long Good Friday. Oh, it's almost Good Friday, actually, in like two weeks. I don't know, like in a week. Two weeks. This Friday is Good oh, Friday. This week, yeah. This, this, this is the Ooh, week. It's a short Good Friday then. <laughs> uh, Mona Lisa, which he was nominated for a bunch of awards, including an Academy Award. Nice. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That's probably what most people know him from. Maybe. Fun fact, I've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, really? In recent memory, I probably saw it as a kid. Okay. I don't okay. quite remember it. Uh, that's another one of those movies that's it's almost very like adult. Well, I know that it's this incredibly rare cooperation between Disney and Warner Brothers mm-hmm. to combine all of like the classic cartoon characters yeah. in one movie. It's insane that they pulled that off. Yeah. And then also <laughs> never been done again. And never yeah. will be. No, it never will be. <laughs> I think it's a pretty enjoyable movie. I don't yeah. know how well it's aged, but I remember really, really loving it. Mm-hmm. It's like an amalgam comic situation. It's great that it happened. It never will again. Yep. <laughs> yep. And if anything, like for the history of it, you... It's something to be appreciated. Super Mario Bros. This movie, <laughs> Balto in 1995. I, I don't know who he voiced. Did he play? Did he voice Balto? Was Balto British? No, Kevin Bacon was Balto. Oh. Boris Gusinov, a Russian snow goose. Oh. He was the goose. Okay. <laughs> and Balto's caretaker, mentor, and adoptive father and sidekick. <laughs> okay, cool. I barely remember that movie. Damn. Brazil. Hook. That's where I know him from. Movie oh. Hook. I loved Hook as a kid. I watched it a gajillion times. He plays Shmee. That's like the only good Peter Pan movie, in my opinion. Peter Pan's a good Peter Pan movie. 
Yeah. Except for the racist I also, parts. I also like don't like I, I've said this before, I don't like Peter Pan. Like I don't like Oh, I love Peter Pan. The idea of him. I don't like the <laughs> story. I don't like his general vibe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nixon, Enemy at the Gates, Made in Manhattan, A Christmas Carol. He was in the 09 Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. Who'd he play? That had to have been one of his last films then. Towards the end, but not the last. Okay. Uh, no, no, Dennis Hopper died in 2010. Bob Hoskins died a little bit later. Uh, Bob Hoskins plays uh, Fezziwig. Okay. Snow White and the Huntsman. I think that was probably his last role. I forgot that movie existed. The one starring uh, Kristen Stewart. Uh-huh. Uh, Charlize Theron and Chris Hemsworth. I never watched it. I never Me really had an interest either. in watching they made, it. They made two of them. Oh, God. Didn't they? I don't Wasn't know. Was there a sequel? I have no idea. I think it's a spinoff. Yeah, The Huntsman, Winter's War. It says it's a prequel slash sequel, so I guess it takes place simultaneously is, before Is it Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Oh, okay. At least they brought him back. That's irrelevant, though. Well, they brought back everybody except for Chris, Snow White. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Charlize Theron's in it. Okay. Retired from acting in 2012. Uh, owing to Parkinson's disease, been diagnosed the previous year and Damn. died from pneumonia two years later at 2014. Okay. I feel like he died just yesterday. He's one of those like, oh, yeah, I remember his death. That was a fucking... That was a while nine ago. Nine years ago. Yeah. Damn. But keep. I I quite enjoy him. Keep, yeah. And I love how uh, angry he was at this movie. Same. That sounds <laughs> fun, doesn't it? <laughs> he sounds like a fun guy to be around. Yeah. He may have been an alcoholic. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I say keep. All right. John Leguizamo. I know um, he's been getting some heat lately. Why? I think people are just mad at him. For what? What's he done lately? Like, I'm not, I haven't kept, he he just hosted uh, The Daily Show. Like, he's still relevant. I, when I mean like people are mad at him, I mean like vocal people on the internet are mad. Okay. Well. So it's usually nonsense. <laughs> breakout role was just guess. This. This. Yeah, no, this Super is Super Mario Brothers. This has always been what I've known him as 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 Luigi. I'm pretty sure yeah, this and and honestly, you know, we we've said a lot about this movie. It's not a bad jumping off point for a young actor like him in this. Right. Like, he does it, he does an it, outstanding it ended job up working out for him. He carries this movie for a lot. Mm-hmm. For a lot of it. He's kind of the main character actually. <laughs> um, born in 1960 in Bogota, Colombia. He claims to be, and we talked about this briefly, that he claims to be Puerto Rican and Colombian. Right. He says that his mother's Puerto Rican, though that's up for debate, I guess. Okay. <laughs> but it's fine. I'll, I'll accept him. We'll allow it. <laughs> we'll allow it. The Puerto Rican delegation accepts him. <laughs> He's also done stand-up comedy. I don't know if you've ever seen his... his uh, I've never seen a stand-up. Stand-up. It's okay. All right. I think it's okay. I think he's a pretty funny guy. Um, That's why he's hosting The Daily Show right now. Mm-hmm. I've always liked him. Played Benny Blanco in the crime drama Carlito's Way. To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. That's one movie? That's a weird title. I've never heard of this movie. It's got Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes. Huh. That's a movie where they dress and drag. Oh, cool. Oh. Like Moulin Rouge? Critical response was mixed with particular criticism towards the plot and familiar elements, but Swayze, Snipes, and Leguizamo's performances were lauded. Hmm. I mean, the cover has them all dressed in drag, so I, I guess that's what this movie's about. Okay. All right. <laughs> and that's all the research I'm going to do. Uh, other movies include Romeo and Juliet. That's the one where they have guns from 1996. Uh, you ever see that one? The Baz Luhrmann movie? Yeah, it's a weird adaptation, but... 
Summer of Sam, Moulin Rouge, so another Baz Luhrmann movie. Yeah. The Alibi, Righteous Kill, Repo Men, The Counselor, John Wick, and The Menu. Oh, he's in The Menu. Brothers Garcia sitcom. He's a narrator. Uh, he voiced Sid the Sloth in the Ice Age franchise. <laughs> oh, he's um, he's in that Christmas movie, Violent Night. Oh, he's in Violent Night. Yeah. That's right. And he voiced uh, Bruno in Encanto, but we don't talk about Bruno. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> some other, oh, some because other... he's Colombian. Right. <laughs> it's some TV roles, Miami Vice, all that. He was in Sesame Street, Dora the Explorer, ER, My Name is Earl, um, American Dad, The Adventures of Puss in Boots, a couple different Ice Age shows as Sid, obviously, right. BoJack Horseman, uh, Elena of Avalor, <laughs> and The Mandalorian. Did you know he was in Mandalorian? Doesn't he play like an alien? It's season two, episode one, The Marshal. He is the voice like... of Gore Korish. Okay. Who is the gangster whom the Mandalorian sought out for information on any Mandalorian sightings in that episode where he, uh, that's where he goes looking for uh, the Beskar armor. Oh, from... oh, yeah. He's looking for the covert. Not in this, yeah, in the previous episode. Yeah. The one with Cobb Vance. Yeah. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway. Keep, I really like him. I like him. I know people got mad at him because he uh, he tried saying he's Puerto Rican when maybe he's not, but maybe he is, and maybe he who who fucking cares? I don't care. Also, like maybe culturally he is. Perhaps I don't know. It's don't... hard to tell. <laughs> it is hard to tell. <laughs> uh, he recently actually spoke out against the new Mario movie coming out, saying that it sucked that white people were playing the Mario Brothers. Yeah, but also like aren't Italians white? I mean, he also is, he was also a Colombian so playing like, an Italian. It, sure, but he's 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 sticking up for Italians more than he's sticking up for himself. I don't know because this movie is a Brit and a Colombian playing two Italians, so it's like so it's like eh, eh. whatever. Uh, I think he's hilarious. I like him quite a bit. I'm gonna keep. I like him overall. I say keep him too. All right, into the Phantom Zone, Birdo. This movie, final uh, thoughts. This is complicated because I I don't think this is a good movie at all. I do think the story behind this movie is very interesting, though, okay. and it might be more interesting than the movie itself. I still, I'm still encouraging you to go watch some is, videos on it, I, and I will. Is it one of those things where you think the making of the movie is more interesting than the movie itself? I absolutely and if you do think that. Were to grab somebody who hadn't seen either, you would say either just watch the behind the scenes. Or watch the movies so you can have context for behind the scenes. Absolutely. Because that's what's more important here. <laughs> and I think that's where I am on this. And that's why I'm not going to put this in the Phantom Zone. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Specifically because of just how interesting and messed up the story behind this movie is. Okay, interesting. Because it seems like a production nightmare. <laughs> I'm going to say not in the phantom zone either but because you like so the movie. weird because i think the movie is mostly fine i think i'm trying to fight its reputation because mm-hmm. it is so known as being such an awful I, film it's not that bad i will say i do think the movie itself gets more hate than it's earned sure but i still don't like it overall i think it's silly and fun it's dark but like it it's humorous and it kind of plays off of that. 
like I said, similar to Ghostbusters, just not as successful. Like, okay. it, if Ghostbusters is a home run, this is a double that made me let to an out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not a fly ball. <laughs> not really. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, in baseball terms, like for for a successful double to then end up getting someone out, someone had to fuck they, up they, along they the way. They fucked up really bad. Yeah. And then, yeah. So <laughs> look, I think it's worth a watch. I think it's worth knowing about it. If you're a Mario fan, this is a little gem of history that's not painful to sit through. It's like one of those things where it's like it's not unwatchable. No, no, by no means. No. It's not like saying like, oh, you know, if you're not a fan of Star Wars unless you watch the holiday special. The holiday special is unwatchable. It's it's so bad. And you, I've watched it. I've seen it. You don't have to watch All it. like four hours of it. It's very long. <laughs> it's very long. This is something that like you can watch and enjoy even if it's bad and cringy in parts. I had a fine time watching it. And I think it, to your point, it serves as an important part of movie and video game history. It does. And again, this is the movie that cursed... Video game movies, right? <laughs> yep. And it's the movie that taught Nintendo to be careful with their IP. And I'm sorry, but like it might be res- not just in, in, in movies and TV. It might kind of be responsible for how Disney approached all of their video games from here on in. Because Nintendo is famously very careful about how they release their video games. And if a game's not good enough, they'll delay it. Yeah. They're not going to put crap out there because they know they're they're so careful about the reputation. Well, that and like the few times that they did kind of even uh loan out their IP for even video games. We have the infamous uh Philips CDI games, you know, like those three Zelda games and that Mario game that they get made fun of all the time on I, YouTube. That sounds vaguely familiar, but I'm not like super aware. I'm going to check that out. They're known for being horrible okay and that was nintendo being like all right you guys have a go at making some zelda mario games and they were just no absolutely fucking terrible so now nintendo's like all right us and like if we trust a studio to work under our supervision right and that's it yeah and i meant to say this earlier but like nintendo is the disney of video games Mm -hmm. and it's not because just because they're They're kind of the apple of video games too in a really kind annoying of. way. Be- it's not just that they're making family-friendly content for the most part because almost all Nintendo games are family-friendly. Family right. It's that they're so carefully and meticulously vertically integrated where they control all facets of production. Which, to a fault, <laughs> I would say, especially recently. They only distribute games that they make, mm-hmm. that they write, that they have full control over. And they will not go on sale for less than 20% that off. That too. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Ever. But the demand is there. You understand why. <laughs> yeah. You know? Those are probably the only games where, like, if you buy a physical copy, it's going to appreciate in value. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, no matter how, like, worn down and used it is, people are still going to want it. Yeah. You know a game I wish existed? A remaster of uh, of Super Mario 64. Because, like, uh, Sable like, and like I... Like an have... actual remaster. Yeah, like an actual remaster. Because yeah. Sable and I will play, like, the Spyro remaster. And it's and wonderful. It plays them incredibly. You can't tell that it's an old game that just has updated graphics. Oh, I think they smoothed out the gameplay a lot, too. Sure. Because it, the... was, it wasn't really a remaster. It was more of a remake. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But... I, I get what you're no, saying. The, yeah. phys- the, the physics and the mechanics of N64, Super Mario 64 is perfect. Don't touch it. No, don't touch maybe it. Just ca- make it look pretty. Maybe the camera. Just the camera. Oh, the camera's jank. The camera's a little janky. <laughs> Everything else is absolutely perfect. Don't fuck with it. I'm saying, just spice it up a little bit. Like, I've been, I've played, I've replayed that game on every Nintendo console mm-hmm. since, including Switch. Oh, I own so many 
digital copies yeah. of Super Mario 64. But you know what I think my favorite was? Was the fucking DS one where it was like a slight remake. Like a slight and, and remaster. And slightly updated graphics, yeah. And it was, you and can play with different characters. characters. Yep. No, I think that is the definitive version of the game honestly it's too bad you have to play it on a ds so. yeah i don't know i, I can't play that i have to find my ds i don't even know if it's working right <laughs> <laughs> i haven't touched that thing in over a decade damn but anyway the other thing there was briefly a zelda show in the works that was leaked like the script was leaked i think mm-hmm. right i don't know much about this but when nintendo found out instead of like proceeding they just can the whole fucking thing nintendo's weird about spoilers well that's the if thing. anything gets spoiled they're like all right we're f- scrapping it yeah they're so reactive they work so close to the chest yep. i'm not like a super nintendo expert i have some friends that are but like i feel they're still recouping from the burn that is this movie <laughs> you know which is crazy it's been a long time it's been almost like 30 years almost 30 almost, years yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but like Back when Super Smash Brothers Brawl came out on the Wii, that had a story mode with like cutscenes and stuff. Those cutscenes got leaked and spoilers came out. So in the next game, Nintendo was like, "We're not doing a story mode." Then that's stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it! And then the newest one, there's sort of a story mode, but like, not really. Play. Not really. It's like not really a story. Yeah. You're just going around unlocking people. I really miss the target practice from the first game. Break the targets. Break the targets. And race to the and finish. Race. Yeah, those were fun. There was there were great skill building exercises. Mm-hmm. New game doesn't have that. but No, but it is the best fighting out of all of them. I oh, think. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so out of the Phantom Zone, just for its, because I think it's a fine movie and its historical significance. And that's it for us, you guys. Birdo, so what are we doing next? Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Which no, see, I believe was made by George Lucas. Uh, not directly. Oh. He didn't direct it, but I think it's his. It's. I his... think it's like a Lucasfilm situation. Oh shit! What were you saying? It's like the. It's the first Marvel. I think it's the first official Marvel theatrical release. I have nothing to prove that's wrong off the top of my head. So yeah, let's. <laughs> we'll, we'll deep dive into that. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three comes out in in a month. Yeah, tickets and went on sale as, today this as of morning, this recording, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's been in all of them thus far, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. it's about time we, we pay tribute to Howard the Duck. Also sometimes considered one of the worst movies of all time. I feel like a lot of movies of cover are considered the worst movies of all time. Yeah, I think like we've had three of them. <laughs> three of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> and some of them aren't as bad as we expect them to be. So, so guys, if you want to watch Howard the Duck with us, let me just see where that's streaming. Uh, Howard the Duck is not streaming anywhere, however, it is available to rent. It is on Tubi with ads. Oh, okay. So those are your options. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks to that piano dude for our musical intro. Uh, make sure you leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please tell a friend, and thank you if you've told a friend. We went to MegaCon uh, here in Central Florida, Ooh. and we ran into... One of our friends from our stream, Redback Cosplay, and one of the things he told us was like, "Yeah, I'm here with some friends. I've told them all about the podcast." Yeah, (laughs) and I was like, "Yeah, you did the thing. Thank you." (laughs) So, guys, if you want to be a part of the show, uh, you can. We stream all these episodes live on Twitch Monday nights uh, around 8:30 p.m. on Twitch.tv/slash/filmsfrompz. You can hang out with us. Like I said, Redback Cosplay does all the time. Also, here in the chat, we've had Arculus, uh, Jorge, and Honey Badger. If that sounds appealing, do it next Monday. Come see us. 
yeah. come, come hang out. You can you'll get you'll get a shout out just like all our friends. <laughs> You can support the show on Patreon, and that's where you can get our second podcast called Where's Mephisto? Birdo, where are we looking for Mephisto? The Mandalorian right now. The Mandalorian, yeah. Yeah. Season three. Season three. We've also looked for Mephisto in She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and other things. Half of Peacemaker. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. We did an episode on Stranger Things. Yeah. Covered the whole thing in one episode. Yeah. That was was a long episode, right? Yeah. It was like, it was like, this length okay <laughs> and that's linked on our patreon that's linked below uh, as low as three dollars you can be a part of all that it also includes outtakes from this show filmed from the phantom zone if you want to hang out with us throughout the week you can join our discord server it's linked right below it's absolutely free uh you can find us on instagram at films from the phantom zone on twitter at films from pz tiktok films from pz all these episodes are available on youtube uh, if that's how you like getting your podcast, and uh, Berto, is that is that all, you got anything else for our friends? Um, I don't have any more orders for them. No. <laughs> oh, I like tell them what to do. Yeah. Uh, you got any more depressing facts? Uh, about Mario? You got one about yourself? I'm just kidding. Oh, one about myself. Well, <laughs> where do I start? Uh, <laughs> no, nah. nah, I'm good. <laughs> all right, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. With Howard the Duck. Oh shit! Hang on, I fucked that up. With Howard the Duck. Okay, goodbye. Bye. No, you didn't you didn't do anything wrong, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>